Has it ever occurred to you just how incredible grapes are? Now think about it. That little box of raisins your mother packed in your lunch bag was the only fruit that qualified as a dessert. And consider this. When we hear juicy gossip, we say we heard it through the grapevine. We didn't hear it through the apple tree or the berry bush. Grapes are so darn special that the grocery store expects us to snitch a few to ensure quality control. Try doing that with a banana or a pineapple. Admit it, every encounter you've ever had with grapes has been positive. That's why we created Grape Encounters, a place for adults to hang out and focus on the paramount achievement of grapedom. Delicious, irresistible wine. Wine brings people together. It starts conversations. It makes us happy. In fact, wherever there are grapes, there's gorgeous scenery, very cool people, and plenty of laughter. All that being said, let's bring out your guide for this journey. The Wizard of Wine, the Gangster of Grape, David Wilson. Oh my goodness, you have no idea what a weird week it has been. Over the weekend, here in California, where we talk almost exclusively about droughts and fires, we had the most incredible, I mean, just mind-boggling rainstorm. And uh, where I'm at on the Central Coast, it was marginal, let's say, but it was still a lot of rain. But when you go up to the Napa and Sonoma wine countries, the amount of rain that fell was unprecedented. And the storm system that sat off the coast broke some records. And there's a guy who is very important to me. He's a mentor. He also owns a station that is one of our affiliates in Santa Rosa, which is deep in Sonoma County. He's a dear friend. He's also a pilot and an amateur meteorologist and astronomer. <laughs> His name is Michael O'Shea. And I've got him on because I want to talk about fire and rain. Lord, I've seen fire and I've seen rain. James Taylor, James Taylor. <laughs> Righty, rightio. Michael, what the heck happened? David, you mentioned this has been a weird week. This has been a weird last two years. Every time you wake up, the direction of the wind has changed. Yeah, we have been engaged there embroiled in this drought here in Northern California, all of California, actually, but up here in the wine growing region, we're particularly sensitive to that. The Russian River, which typically feeds a lot of the irrigation for the Alexander Valley and the Dry Creek Valley and some of the great regions for wine here in Sonoma County has all but dried up. And the reservoirs, the, the drinking water, uh, everything. Don't use your shower. Don't water your lawns. They have tripled the cost of water just because the scarcity of it going back over the last three, four, five, six months. And then all of a sudden, our prayers were answered when the Gulf of Alaska presented us with something called a bomb cyclone, which impacted most of British Columbia and Washington, part of Oregon. And the bomb cyclone, which is like a reverse hurricane that was way bigger than Katrina, that was up in literally the Gulf of Alaska and then down into the North Pacific. And it drove what is called an atmospheric river of southern moisture, moisture coming up from Hawaii, moisture in the air coming up from the lower latitudes and the combination of this bomb cyclone twisting off of uh, British Columbia and the moisture coming up from the South Pacific <laughs> created the atmospheric river 
And I tell you, ground zero for the atmospheric river was my home here, <laughs> here in Santa Rosa, California. Oh. I'm a weather nerd. I, I love weather. I've got a weather station in my backyard. Of course, it aids me in my aviation, which is very important. But I just I just love the atmospheric sciences. So my rain gauge in my backyard, which I have never seen more than a half inch of rain, starting Saturday night at 9 p.m. till Sunday at 9 p.m., that's 12 hours, I had seven and a half inches of rain. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> in 24 hours. And there are places around here that had nine inches of rain. It's unprecedented. The good part of it is it was steady all day. And by being steady all day, the earth was able to accommodate it. We had very few landslides. That was my fear. Even in the burn scar areas from our wildfires, very few landslides. And we had just a minor street flooding because it was relentless all day, 24 hours. I believe my rain gauge said that there was steady rain for something like 1,700 minutes. And if you divide that by 60, you come up with, I don't know what it is, 26 hours or something. But yeah, the rainfall quantity for the history of Santa Rosa, which has been here for 150 years, had never been even close to that. And the systems spread right on down through Southern California. But as it got further south, it got to the edges of the atmospheric river, as opposed to the center of it, which is where Sonoma County was was experiencing. But yeah, it was something. It was it was very interesting. I kept posting on Facebook uh, various radar pictures and getting national attention. Most of my Facebook is from radio people all over the country, and they were picking up my feeds and rebroadcasting them to their listeners up in Bangor, Maine, or in Miami, Florida, or whatever, because I I was just gung-ho on making screenshots of the various weather phenomenon, because on a couple of my shots, you could see the bomb cyclone up just off of uh, Victoria, British Columbia, and you could see how it was just forcing the atmospheric river over Northern California. So I was watching what you were posting on Facebook nonstop on Sunday, especially, (laughs) and I wanted to pick up the phone and call you, but I could see that you were very absorbed. The only thing about it is, Michael, is that I couldn't help but notice that you were stirring up hate on Facebook toward the drought. And I uh, know Facebook is going to be called to be accountable for that because they were giving that extra weight. (laughs) Sorry, I hate against the drought. So some people who are in weather states that are listening to the broadcast probably wonder why this is so important. Well, here's why it's important. Because 95% of the wine that you drink comes from California. And I just believe very strongly that we could not have weathered another drought. I mean, we were lucky this year because crops came in pretty good. But the thing is, is that the reservoirs around this state, most of them are nearly, I should say were, nearly bone dry. I mean, you could look at even the Colorado River, which was recently renamed the Colorado Creek. Yeah. And there was a sign, Michael, that I saw, you know, those digital signs that the Highway Patrol puts out? There was a sign, this is about a month or so ago, and I mentioned this on the air, that there was a sign that they put up that said that there was only 23 days of water left. And this was in Arizona, not far from California. So, you know, when you consider the fact that the Central Valley, let's forget about Napa and Sonoma for a second. Most of the wine that you folks drink, you know, the everyday wine that you drink is actually coming from the Central Valley of California. We're talking about the San Joaquin 
Green Valley, and that's Bakersfield, Fresno. It's one mountain range away from the rest of the wine regions of California. And it's a drier area. It's a really super hot area. So it pumps out these enormous yields of grapes. And that's what goes into wines like a lot of the Gallo wines, not all of them, barefoot wine and such. Well, that area was bone, bone, bone dry. No more water. So imagine what that would do a year from now, two years from now, to the yields of grapes and, of course, ultimately, the amount of wine that's produced. I don't even want to think about it. I'd be talking about tea on this show. Yeah, right. Well, the politics of California have a lot to do with water management. Don't get and, me started uh, on that. That's <laughs> Don't even yeah. talk about it. It's terrible. And, and, and if you drive Interstate 5 from San Francisco to Los Angeles, there are several proper owners along there that have erected their own bulletin boards that blast the state for water management because they're not able to get water to their crops, either because of the small tadpole that is going to be distinct if California votes one way or another. But uh, water rights in this state are vital. And the area you described, David, is kind of the breadbasket for the U.S. Absolutely. uh, Because of the amount of sunshine and up to recently the amount of irrigation that was available from the Colorado River, mostly. I'm sorry, I've got to take a break here, but when we come back... I'm going to blow your mind. And I think even though I know you are totally plugged into this stuff, what I'm going to tell you about the grape yields in the San Joaquin Valley is going to blow your mind. Are you ready to have your mind blown? I'm ready. Oh my gosh, he's my mentor, but he's a pilot. He's an amateur meteorologist. He's a very seasoned astronomer. He is a co-owner of our affiliate. Well, it's in Sonoma, but it covers Napa and Sonoma and uh, much of the North Bay of San Francisco. The amazing KS SRO up there. Anyway, we're going to be back with Michael in just a second. Just stay with me. Walk into Total Wine and More, and you may just pinch yourself. With over 13,500 hand picked wines, spirits, and beer, there's something delicious to discover around every corner. And their friendly guides are right by your side, eager to help you pick up the slack in your wine rack or recommend a bottle or two to match your menu. A crisp Pinot Grigio pairs with shrimp scampi or even potato salad. Bold cabs with balanced tannins bring out the best in Korean short ribs and a bacon cheeseburger. Sip a sparkling rosé when you're serving salmon any which way. When it comes to what's in store, you'll find all your faves, always at the best prices in town. So what'll it be today? Choose curbside pickup, in-store pickup, shipping or delivery. Explore more in-store or at TotalWine.com. You're listening to Grape Encounters with David Wilson. We offer something for everyone. Unfortunately, we're not allowed to offer free wine. That's what your friends are for. I got amazing news for the winemakers and grape growers across America who listen to Grape Encounters. Pure Fresh Wines patented O3 technology provides unique benefits to your wine by treating grapes pre-crush. It removes sulfur, pesticides, and fungicides, reduces bad bacteria and mold, helps limit and avoid stuck fermentations, increases the content of health-promoting still beans, improves taste, color, ripening, and stability, and pre-cools grapes for an improved fermentation process. 
The O3 naturally turns into oxygen when the process is finished, so PureFresh Wine System does all this without any chemicals or residue. Pinot Noir had better expressed phenolic profiles, and wines with drier, more angular tannins attained softer and more fruit-forward characteristics, improving the wine's approachability. Ready to have your best harvest yet? Visit purefreshwine.com today. Are you following Grape Encounters on social media yet? You're not? Well, you should be. It's the best way to hear the latest, juiciest, unfiltered wine stories. It's also the single best way to keep our unpretentious, decidedly different wine conversations going strong. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Grape Encounters. For tons of content on Facebook, you'll want to join our Grape Encounters radio group page. Or if LinkedIn is more your thing, connect with me by typing Grape Encounters Radio or Grape Encounters David in the search bar. Here's the deal. The more you click, the more I'll pour. Back with Grape Encounters Radio, you seldom get the opportunity to have a mentor on, but this is one of the guys that is responsible for me even being on the air because he has encouraged me over the years. His name is Michael O'Shea. He's a bit of a legend in the radio business, but has settled in up in Sonoma County, which is so important to Grape Encounters because so much of the great wine of the world comes from that area. Michael is deeply into the weather. He's a pilot. He's an astronomer. He's a radio genius. I also do dog rescue. I was going to say that. Dog rescue. I rescued six dogs during the pandemic year. (laughs) Yeah. So you've got a plane and you literally will go and you'll pick up dogs who are in need. I'm a a volunteer pilot for a 501c3 called Pilots and Paws. It's a national group and it's just airplane pilots that love to fly and they love pets. And I I have three Shih Tzus myself. Well, two of the three have met your little Henry. And I know, David, you're an animal advocate too. So I'm able to merge my passion of private aviation with taking care of these little furry friends. And I've rescued, well, probably 30 or 40 little dogs that were on euthanasia lists at various shelters and got them to their forever home, wherever it is. And along the way, I've adopted three of them myself. And I've got one living up at a home I have in Canada, and I've got two living with me here in Santa Rosa. And there are all three little Shih Tzus. So anyway. You know what we should do, Michael? Seriously, because I care more about rescuing dogs than anything else. I should say rescuing animals. And by the way, we did a really great, I guess we would call it a partnership with the Jameson Humane Society in Napa. I don't know if you know these guys, but what a great piece we did with the founders of that organization. They not only help in the rescue of dogs and cats, but they're really focused on farm animals that become displaced because it isn't just dogs, it's farm animals. We're talking cows and horses and pigs and sheep and all that. And they find these animals at home and it's so cool. So what you and I should do is every time somebody rescues a dog, all right? We sent him a bottle of wine. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a wonderful idea. And you already know this, virtually every winery has a wine dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yes. In addition to running five radio stations here in Sonoma County, I also operate a uh, business-to-business magazine called North Bay Biz Magazine. Right. And uh, we did a feature article on wine dogs. Did you really? Uh, I never saw that. Yeah. yeah. So we can turn animal rescue into the wine industry for Grape Encounters Radio with a flip of a hat. I don't know that I could 
can't afford to fund the entire world's adoption of dogs. But what we could do, we could do something like let's give away a hundred bottles of wine to the first hundred rescues. Yeah, I'm 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 there. I'm I there. think that's great. And, and through pilots and paws, I have a couple of stories that are just so heartwarming. But let's get into the subject at hand today. All right. But I like that idea. OK, let's go back. We're talking about this massive storm. This thing was, oh, my gosh. It, <laughs> I wanted to call it an, a mofo, but I won't. <laughs> well, it just yeah. did, right? But the thing that I thought was super interesting, and I want you to explain this, is that they said that this storm had the lowest pressure of any storm in the history of America. What does that mean? What that referred to was what I described in the earlier segment uh, was a, a phenomenon called a bomb cyclone. You know, keep in mind, a cyclone is a hurricane going in the opposite direction, and it has to do with hemispheres and stuff like that. But the Atlantic hurricanes we get go in a clockwise direction. In the Pacific, the cyclones go in a counterclockwise uh, direction. And in the center of this bomb cyclone, which again was positioned, it, it moved from the Gulf of Alaska into the waters of the North Pacific offshore from Canada. And that's where they did the measurements. And in terms of millibars of pressure, it was the lowest that they had ever recorded in the Western Hemisphere. And it was this counterclockwise rotating cyclone off the Pacific that was driving the southern flow of humid, moist, warm weather up from the South Pacific and Hawaii that created this uh, atmospheric river that had monstrous effect uh, here in Northern and Middle California. And like I said, it drove seven inches of rain in 24 hours into my rain gauge. And in some official rain gauges in Santa Rosa, it recorded over nine inches of rain in 24 hours, which has never come close to that. I think maybe it almost doubled what the previous record was. So this was a storm of the century or a storm of multiple generations, and it could not have come at a better time for the need that we have here in California. All right, let's talk about dodging a bullet for a second, because for the past several years, maybe six years, if I'm not mistaken, we have had the worst luck. The wine industry has just been screwed by fires that have come right when the most primo grapes are hanging on the vines. Here come the fires. The smoke just destroys these grapes. And I have a lot of friends who have just let those grapes just sit on the vine because they are absolutely worthless. Nobody wants smoked wine. Although we did present a solution about a month ago, and I'm so pleased about that, our friends at Pure Fresh. P-U-R-F-R-E-S-H. Just go to purefresh.com and learn about what they're doing. But the plight of the wine industry that has occurred year after year after year after year dodged a bullet this year. By the way, rain is bad at certain times of the year because it just destroys the grapes that are on the vine. They either get moldy or it knocks them off the vine. Texas has a terrible problem with this. They get these hailstorms that take everything down. It's an occupational hazard there. But Michael, you did, along with a really cracked team, of documentary creators, you put together the penultimate documentary on the fires that occurred up there. So what is your take on fire season? This can be the worst fire season right now. Are we safe now? We are safe. The fire season has officially ended with this last weather event. But prior to this, and you're right, it's been six years. Started in 2016 in Lake County with horrific fires and then 2017 here in Sonoma and here in Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa is just, you know, for perspective, Santa Rosa is the largest city between San Francisco and Portland. Our county has about 500,000, half a million 
residents. The city itself has about 200,000 people. And uh, it's a charming wine country community, great tourism, typically great weather. And uh, 2017, it got very, very dry. It was a, it was a drought year. And on October 8th or 9th, overnight, it was the 8th and the 9th, I think, the wind came off of the Diablo Mountains at 50, 60 miles an hour. And that night I went to bed around my uh, deck. My, my patio furniture was flying around and I went out and tied some of it down. And I thought, well, this is really a wicked night. The wind was warm. This is October and the wind felt like it was coming off a desert. And it was going at 30 and 40 miles an hour down below. And it was going at 60 miles an hour up in the mountains. And I woke up at three in the morning with the power off in my house and a smell of smoke in my home. Yeah. And that's a terrible combination. I opened my front door and I could see nothing but a wall of orange and red about three miles away. Okay, hold that thought for a second, okay? This is such an amazing story. We're talking to Michael O'Shea, who is a co-owner of KSRO, along with four other stations up in Sonoma County. Michael was one of the team that was responsible for an amazing documentary about the fires that ripped through wine country a few years back. That documentary won all kinds of awards all around the world, and we'll talk a little bit more about that when we return with Michael on Grape Encounters, so stay with us. At MM Organics, we're surrounded by health nuts. That's because we're obsessed with lowering blood pressure, cholesterol, and the risk of cancer. We want to make weight loss easier and help you strengthen everything from your heart to your teeth, nails, and hair. Full disclosure, those health nuts are actually dry farmed heirloom certified organic raw walnuts. Rich with essential vitamins and nutrients, they're vastly superior to other nuts. Imagine, walnuts can actually lower stress and boost your brain power. No wonder MM Organics customers are so darn smart. MMOrganics.com is where you'll find our uniquely irresistible raw walnuts, walnut butter, oil and flour, sprouted flavored walnuts, and decadent fair trade chocolate covered walnuts, which pair beautifully with our legendary two horse port style wine. MMOrganics.com, eating any other nuts is just plain nuts. Welcome back to Grape Encounters. Did you know that in Old England, the word grape actually means berry? However, back in the day, grapes didn't want to be lumped in with raspberries, blackberries, blueberries, strawberries, and so on. So they refrained from going by the name grapeberry. That's what we love about grapes, always thinking. And we're thinking it would be a very good idea to turn Dave's mic back on. David? Man, oh man, what a difference a year can make. At this time of year, I seem to spend much of my time on this show talking about how the wine industry is being decimated by fire, by heat. We have been so unlucky, we wine lovers. Yeah, I know, it's mostly limited to California, but also Oregon and Washington, and just recently, British Columbia as well. They got hit hard this year. But we dodged a bullet this year, and boy, did we ever dodge a bullet with a storm that has broken all records. And it's so amazing that all across California, reservoirs that were almost bone dry are half full. I don't know if it's half full or half empty. I think it's half full. Half full or more. And so I have somebody who knows more about rain and fire than just about anybody else. He's Michael O'Shea. 
He lives up in Sonoma County, although he's really been around the globe. He's an icon in the radio business, and I love him. He's a mentor of mine, and he also is kind enough to carry my show. And by the way, Michael, it took me years to get you to carry the show. Yeah, it did, and I apologize for that. I was up in Bellingham, Washington, in a beautiful little area, and we were looking to add your show up there. And then all of a sudden, I had the chance to buy into this opportunity here in wine country, and me and my partner bought five stations down here. So I made the move from the Pacific North. Northwest down to here, but I was certainly aware of your show, David. And that was really before you and I had met. You told me at that time you said my show wasn't local enough, but you know, but I, can't but I don't remember that. No, you told me it wasn't local enough, but you were forgetting the fact that you know ninety percent of the wine news in America comes from your region. How could it not be local? I'm glad at least you have a lot more knowledge these days about wine than you did in those days, right? I do, I do, and you know what? I drink so much wine, I probably drink two glasses a year. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's true. I and hate. That's true. I, I hate. Go, I hate when I come up there and I go out with you because you're such a bore. Where the wine is concerned. <laughs> well, it's the box of wine in my fridge that you usually bitch about. Oh, good lord! Anyway, even Cosmo wouldn't drink that. That's your. Uh, that's yeah, your exactly. shit, Anyway, we were talking about the documentary, and we don't have a lot of time left, so I want to get back to that. But what I really want to stress, and why I'm talking about this story today, is because we just made it, folks. If this storm had hit two weeks ago, the damage it would have done to the most important wine crops because grapes like Cabernet Sauvignon, they're among the last to be picked and Mm -hmm. they would have just been decimated, rotted, all kinds of terrible things would have happened. But no, our prayers were answered. And now instead of sitting here with our heads in our laps, we are looking at real promise for 2022. Michael, that wasn't the case six years ago. It was uh, 2017, October 8 and 9. And it explained in the last segment that I woke up at three o'clock in the morning with the power out at my home here in Santa Rosa and the smell of smoke in my bedroom and went to the front door and I opened it up and I just saw a wall of red and orange that that looked like it was across the street. It turned out it was about three miles away, but uh, that was called the Tubbs fire. But it was one of about six fires that ripped through and literally the flames were speeding at 60 miles per hour, a football field in 2.6 seconds. Oh my gosh. And, And they were just vicious winds, very hot. It swept through the central part of Santa Rosa. And when things were done, when we woke up in the morning and we saw the aftermath, we had 7,000 homes that were burned to the ground. 7,000 in a community of 175,000 people. And that was just in Santa Rosa, literally level. And we lost 45 people that night that could not get out of their homes. Most of them, many of them were confined to wheelchairs and things like this. And it was just vicious. It was the worst wildfire in the history of California at the time since we've had several that have topped that. And so many of those people, by the way, are employed by the wine industry. I would imagine the wine industry is is the most significant provider of jobs for your town, right? Well, that and the college here, but it's a lot. And so our town was completely decimated. We were stunned. The flames were out. And my radio station went into 24-7 operation. We literally told people where to go and where not to go and save lives. We saved so many lives that night being local radio. People said to us that they didn't have a radio because the only radio they listened to was in the car. So they had to go to an old gym bag and find a transistor radio that they'd take into the football game. And they had to put batteries in in order to listen. A lot of people just sat in their cars in their garage and listened to the radio because TV was off. You don't buy a newspaper when the earth burns and local television was off the air because cable TV was out. Internet was out. Couldn't go to your smartphone. Local radio was it. And so 
a couple of days after the fire, I was sitting in my office and I had a gentleman knock on the door and he introduced himself. He was a local psychologist, psychiatrist, and a teacher and a college professor who was an amateur filmmaker, mostly on videos and films about uh, mental illness. But he says, your radio station saved my life and my wife's life and our pet's lives. And I want you to join me in making a movie. And so we created a small team of producers and we produced an award-winning documentary called Urban Inferno, The Night Santa Rosa Burn. And we went to probably a hundred film festivals the following year, July of the next year. And we won awards in Sydney, Australia, in Calcutta, India. We were the film of the year in Chile. We won the big award at the Santiago Film Festival, as well as the Las Vegas Film Festival, the San Francisco Film Festival, the Chicago Film Festival. And that 45 minutes of film is the real story of that terrible fire that night in 2017. And that was the first year of about five years in a row where our region had horrific wildfires. That was the worst, but we had a lot of others that burned a lot of territory, including vineyards, including winemaking areas. And so we were all petrified this year, this because we're in the middle of a drought, everything's dry, and it was just set up to be another horrific wildfire season. And all of a sudden, the atmospheric river came through and it dumped tens of thousands of inches of water across this part of California. And it evaporated, so to speak, the dangers of wildfires this year. So so we dodged the big bullet this year. By the way, there are such great deals out there right now on wine. Just amazing deals because wineries got hit really hard by COVID. So I've never seen buying opportunities like those that exist right now. And we're talking about wines from California, Oregon, Washington, Let's talk about the Finger Lakes. New York makes some great wines. Missouri's making wines. Texas. Hill Country is creating a lot of wines right now. So stock up on wine right now. This is a good time to do that. Also, this spring is going to be a great time to come out to wine country in California. Michael, you'll be there to greet everybody with a handshake. I will. A sincere handshake and a warm smile. Our part of the country receives such amount of support from tourism and and with the pandemic and with the wildfires and uh, with all of the things, our tourism numbers are way down. But it's still, it's a great destination. Many of my friends save their vacation time from Chicago to come out here and spend a week. And we welcome Welcome them with open arms and some wonderful treats from the various bottles. By the way, get away from that idea of this being California wine country. It's not California wine country. It's America's wine country. It's one of the biggest points of pride in this country. It just happens to be in California, a place where you think we're all crazy. And I think we probably are. But we do make the wine that America drinks. So think of it as America's wine country. Michael O'Shea, it is so nice to have you on. I would have you co-host this show if you weren't so busy doing good things like rescuing animals. I'm going to talk to you offline about this idea of us sending a bottle of wine to people who rescue an animal, especially dogs, right? Oh, yeah. I, I wish I could say that I cared as much about cats. But I, I do, but I'm with you. you can let a cat go and the cat's going to survive. Believe me, the yeah. d- dog's going to yeah. sit there and twiddle its paws and go. Yeah, you know, uh, I saw something on the internet yesterday that said a dog's master is his God and his world. A cat master is part of the staff. <laughs> Michael show. thank you very much. I really appreciate you being on. It's been a lot of fun to have you. Thank uh, you, David. I appreciate the end. I, I really respect what you do. I carry your show on my primary radio station here in uh, Wine Country, California, and uh, it's always a wonderful hour to listen to every Saturday. And I will close by saying there is no greater honor than to be a premiere show in Napa and Sonoma. For me, that's one of the most important feathers in my cap, and I so appreciate it. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. 
If you're a winemaker or a grape grower, you need to hear this. PureFresh Wine's patented O3 technology provides unique benefits to your wine by treating grapes pre-crush. It removes sulfur, pesticides, and fungicides, reduces bad bacteria and mold, helps limit and avoid stuck fermentations, improves taste, color, ripening, and stability, and pre-cools grapes for an improved fermentation process. The O3 naturally turns into oxygen when the process is finished, without any chemicals or residue. Leading winemakers aren't shy about confirming the benefits of using Pure Fresh Wine's process to significantly improve wine quality and approachability. Ready to have your best harvest yet? Visit purefreshwine.com today or we'll get you connected when you contact us via the grapeencounters.com website. These days, it is critically important for you to like us on our Facebook group page or any other social media you connect with us on. Those likes help keep us going strong. Also, if you're listening to us on a podcast, please consider writing a review or giving us a thumbs up or five stars. It's what enables us to take you on trips around the world and share things about wine that are often overlooked. Thanks for being a part of the family. into Total Wine and More, and you may just pinch yourself. With over 13,500 hand-picked wines, spirits, and beer, there's something delicious to discover around every corner. And their friendly guides are right by your side, eager to help you pick up the slack in your wine rack, or recommend a bottle or two to match your menu. A crisp Pinot Grigio pairs with shrimp scampi, or even potato salad. Bold cabs with balanced tannins bring out the best in Korean short ribs and a bacon cheeseburger. Sip a sparkling rosé when you're serving salmon any which way. When it comes to what's in store, you'll find all your faves. Always at the best prices in town. So, what'll it be today? Choose curbside pickup, in-store pickup, shipping or delivery. Explore more in-store or at TotalWine.com. has been around for 8,000 years. But if you happen to have any bottles that old in your cellar, you might want to drink them sooner than than later. Actually, if you've got 8,000-year-old bottles in your cellar, they're fakes. Bottles didn't show up until the 17th century, so you might want to just put those pseudo-relics on eBay with a proper disclosure, of course. Anyway, let's continue with a show that never tries to fake you out. Grape Encounters with David Wilson continues. You know, while you were politely listening to the ads from our sponsors who make Grape Encounters possible, Michael and I were having a just a, a brief conversation about the thing that I think pairs better with wine than absolutely anything else. You know, all across the world, every day, there are millions of conversations literally that are going on about what pairs best with wine. But if you ask me, it's not going to be cheese or meats. It's going to be dogs. Yeah, I said dogs. Now, I'm not talking about hot dogs. I'm talking about real dogs like the one that is uh, just two feet away from me right now. He is the producer of Grape 
Encounters Radio. Henry, with an I, by the way, he's insulted if you put a Y on it. And Henry is the ambassador of the Grape Encounters Emporium. So when you all come to visit me and hang out and drink wine with us, Henry will go from person to person to person to person to make sure that you're having a stellar time. And I would tell you that if you are out driving in wine country and you pull up that gravel drive that takes you to the front of the winery, that there's probably a 95% chance that you are going to be greeted by a dog named Blue or Rex. And it's just the way it is in the wine world. By the way, as far as names are concerned, don't name your dog Chablis or Chardonnay. Please don't do that. Those are cat names. All right. Pairing cats with wine, that's a subject I won't get into. Not that I have anything against cats, but dogs and wine go hand in hand. There are several books about winery dogs. There are calendars that are printed all over the world that feature winery dogs. There are events that go on, dog shows and dog contests of every kind that go on in wine country every month of every year. It's just remarkable how much affection the wine industry has toward dogs. And by the way, I don't know how many events that we've participated in over the years to raise money for dog rescue. Well, animal rescue, I should really be fair, but so much of it goes to dog rescue and it's so needed and necessary. We've done so many events. Just earlier this year, we did a great event with a Jameson Humane Society and they do more than help dogs. They rescue farm animals that are in need of a new home. So it could be dogs, it could be horses, sheep, pigs, you name it. Anyway, the wine industry literally raises hundreds of millions of dollars to take care of dogs because dogs take care of the wineries. And a lot of dogs work on the wineries and they have a, a very important job. It could be, you know, scaring varmints away that can do damage to the crops. But anyway, I was thinking the other night about a topic that we've covered a number of times over the past year or so, which is how much wine consumption has increased during COVID. And a lot of people would have you believe that it's because we've been locked in and had nothing better to do. I think there's another reason. And it became very apparent to me, let's see, it would have been like three nights ago or four nights ago. And if you are somebody who has this past year gotten deeply involved in cryptocurrency, you know what I'm talking about. Because the other night, this dog named currency, Shiba Inu, went literally to the moon. And it went up and down and up and down. And if you caught it correctly, you could have probably made yourself tens of thousands of dollars. And if you messed up, you could have lost something similar. But anyway, there's been this jockeying of popularity between Shiba Inu, which is a recently created meme coin, and Dogecoin, which you've heard lots and lots and lots about, you know, two dog-themed coins. Literally, I think that people must have consumed an extraordinary amount of wine the other night when Shiba Inu took off because it was just mind-numbing. And if you don't have a stomach for these sorts of things, you probably did not enjoy the ride. Or maybe you did. Uh, so anyway, I was thinking about this 
And the fact that so many people literally over the past year have learned how to make gobs of money in the crypto market and how these two very unlikely players, Doge and Shiba Inu, have really captured the bulk of the attention. I mean, yes, we talk about Bitcoin every day, but these two dog memes, wow, there's just nothing like it. Nothing that even compares Shiba Inu became the number nine cryptocurrency literally overnight. It was just amazing. And so I got this idea. And my idea is that I'm going to take like $250 and I am going to invest it in a separate account. I'm going to invest it in Doge or Shiba Inu or both. And I'm going to parlay, 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 parlay. And I am going to turn it into the ultimate wine experience. It's likely going to be a trip. We're going to go someplace really interesting in the world. Maybe we'll go around the world if we make enough money, but I'm going to try to do it entirely off the proceeds of these two dog cryptocurrencies. Don't you just love that idea? And while I will not and cannot tell you what to do with your money, you know, who knows? Maybe you want to take on a similar challenge for yourself. Wouldn't that be great if we were all roaming the world on wine adventures, all because of two crazy cryptocurrencies that were originally intended to be a joke, and now the joke's on everybody else. If you have any suggestions, please let me know, write me, and share your thoughts. So I just think, you know, let's have some fun with wine and dogs. I think I can actually pull that one off. And then let's also reward those of you who are out there doing nice things for dogs. Because, folks, dogs do really nice things for us. And there's no place where that's more evident than in the world of wine. Maybe we should not send you wine. Maybe we should just send you Doge or millions of Shiba Inu tokens. All right, that's my musing for the day. It's been amusing being here with you. And I look forward to talking to you next week. We'll develop these ideas. I'm not going to let these just wither on the vine and die because there's some real possibilities here. Hey, we just like to get into some really weird things on Grape Encounters, and I can't think of anything stranger than this. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening. This edition of Grape Encounters has been brought to you by Total Wine & More. It's hard to imagine a more satisfying wine-related experience. Spend all the time you want at TotalWine.com or at your nearest store. Just make sure you're back here with me at this same time next week for another Grape Encounter.